Please welcome. Please welcome. Welcome. This is another episode of the Defenders of Business Value podcast, a podcast where we talk about what makes a business valuable, learn the tips and tactics to increase your company's value that only veteran dealmakers know. And now here's your host, Ed Mysogland. Welcome to the Defenders of Business Value. Uh, I'm your host, Ed Mysogland. I appreciate you coming back again for for some more excitement here on the podcast. So today, my guest is Brett Keynes of Lumos, L-U-M-O-S. And Lumos is a is an organization that helps banks make better credit decisions. And you're sitting here saying, well, this defenders of business value. We're talking about value and deals and so on and so forth. Well, the reason I have him on is I I really believe that that what he's doing is the future is a big part of the future of buying and selling a company. What, what Lewis does is they are aggregating data across, uh, he was saying a billion, a billion data points that they're compiling and reviewing and helping banks determine whether or not this loan is is a good loan or not and they help the banks establish the risk tolerance you know what do what do they have an appetite for and where i'm and the reason i i have him on is i believe that going forward that we're going to see someone him you know likely lumos that is they are the signal for buyers that that the business is worthy and and as i was as I talked to to Brett about this, one of the things that that we that we need in the marketplace is an early warning system. So when when you review the like a Loomis data score that says, yeah, thumbs up, this is a good a, a good opportunity. If you know that early on that it's a bankable deal, it's a different animal than if it you don't make the score. And so that business owner now knows either I, number one, either I got to change my value or I have to change my, how I'm operating in order to be bankable, or I have to become the bank. But wouldn't it be great to know that on the front end, to know that, you know, here's kind of how the deal is going to go down. And, and you have the predictive information from Lumos you have cash flow, you have, <clears throat> you know, and the buyer pool. I think it it all compiles together and helps the business owner. And that's that's kind of where I'm heading with 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 our practice and, and just the future of buying and selling companies that I do believe that there's going to be more and more uh, opportunities to to engage external analytic providers that are going to help buyers and sellers make better decisions. And that's why I have Brett Keynes of Lumos Data on the pod. So I hope you uh, I hope you enjoy the show. Well, Brett, welcome to the show. I've been looking for this for a long time. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's so good to be here. I really appreciate it. Well, so, so in recording, you know, my introduction, I, I always think it come it comes best from you know, the overview of my guests comes best from them. I butcher it. You know, I, I probably say it the way it shouldn't be said, but, uh, you know, just give a high level of, of you and, and Lumos. 
Yeah, so uh, so Lumos, uh, we're uh, just over two years old, so relatively young company. Um, probably the easiest way to, to sum up Lumos is analytics as a service. Our primary focus is small business lending, uh, so enabling banks uh, to do more uh, small business lending, make better decisions around small business lending, uh, build strategic plans around small business lending activity. Um, and we do all that through data, uh, both historical data, uh, delivering that uh, in, a, in an easily or an easy to consume sort of way, uh, as well as uh, through predictive models, primarily fo- focused on uh, our credit risk. I got it. Well, and I, I'm certain a lot of my guests or a lot of my 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 audience is sitting there going. Now, explain what in the world that has anything to do with defenders of business value. <laughs> and, you know, when I was when I was looking into this, you know, I, I do believe I do believe that this what you've got going is a big part of the future of buying and selling companies. I, I think people are going to make better decisions because of people like you. And I and I as I was saying. Telling you before we hit record, I just I believe that there is that you know we're seeing a lot of AI come in. We're seeing a lot of buyers using you know AI for just different stuff mm-hmm. to 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 understand industries quickly understand industries, but more so you know at some point somebody has to pull the trigger. Somebody has to be able to risk their equity in buying a company. And how do they mitigate their risk? You know, there's their structure, but at some point they start turning to advisors. And that's why I'm, I look at, at Lumos and I'm like, you know, this really is probably the, at the very beginning of, of what the future of buying and selling companies looks like. So I guess that's kind of, <laughs> that's the long, the, the long yeah. way of saying, Wow, where tell tell me about Lumos and and in the buying and selling sphere mm-hmm. and and I don't want to say where is it going, but I I know banks are look are are investors in businesses. They just they're just yeah. called banks. So I'm I'm curious to to start there. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, maybe to sort of bridge uh, that gap a little bit. Um, so, you know, from a business valuation perspective, you know, what what business valuation is saying to the bank is, hey, this is an appropriate loan amount, you know, for this business. This is the value of the business. You're not lending more than the business is worth. Mm-hmm. And that's that's an important component for, for a bank to look at. Um, that's also very important between a buyer and a seller. You know, a buyer sure. wants to understand that business value. All that your listeners are... Um, well aware of that. Um, yeah, so where, where we come in and, you know, kind of bridging that is, uh, you know, we're saying to a bank, um, based on uh, certain criteria of this business, and, and it's, not, it's not the same criteria that's in a business valuation. It's not margins or cash flow of the business or anything like that, but just historically, loans in this industry, loans of this size, this type of loan, you know, this geography, uh, we have models that look at uh, local economic conditions. So uh, we'll look at employment participation rate um, as, a, as a factor that goes into the predicted performance of this business going forward. And so from that perspective, 
you know, you start getting uh, the credit department or an underwriter, um, the data they need to make the appropriate risk decision. And then, you know, for uh, the buyer, the person getting the loan for the business, you know, where that starts coming into play is that influences the rate uh, that, that the, sure. the buyer is going to get on their loan. So, you know, you know, great, you know, in an area, low unemployment rate, uh, high labor participation rate, um, you know, very low unemployment, uh, just growing uh, wage growth in the area. You know, those sorts of things are going to mean that business uh, has much less risk from a bank yeah. perspective. Um, so you can start seeing that uh, favorably impact pricing. And, you know, ultimately, you know, what you want to get to, uh, what we hope, you know, to help banks get to is a decision that makes sense for both the bank and uh, the person getting the loan to acquire the business. Or, you know, in our mm-hmm. case, it's yeah. beyond acquisition, you know, the working capital, equipment loans, not sure. that kind of thing. I got it. So, so you were employee number eight on the Live Oak rocket ship. Right? Yes. And, and what prompted you to, to, to get off that rocket ship and start building your own? Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if it's, uh, <laughs> if it's like a, an addiction to stress or an addiction to <laughs> adrenaline. Um, you know, but yeah, so Live Oak, we, uh, we started organizing Live Oak in 2007. Uh, then we, we got a, a bank charter in 2008. And um, for, for anyone that may not know, Live Oak is uh, solely focused on small business lending. Um, you know, it started um, you know, really heavily uh, utilizing the Small Business Administration's uh, 7A program. Uh, they're still, you know, the largest lender uh, in the 7A program, but, you know, they do a lot of um, uh, business loans outside of the right. uh, 7A program now as well. Uh, but, you know, those, those, those early years, um, it was just a really fantastic experience. And I mean, it continued, you know, being sure. a fantastic experience all the way through uh, but there's something about that that startup phase, and and I know that resonates with the folks listening uh, right now. It's um, you know you're kind of in it, you're doing everything. It is stressful, but there's also this level of excitement that you're building something neat that's gonna last. Um, and yeah. you know, again, go back to the word adrenaline. There's an adrenaline there that's. Uh, that's just, it's just really uh, fun. Uh, so, you know, fast forward, whatever it was, 15, 14, 15 years, um, just the opportunity to build something again. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, you know, it would be wonderful if it's, you know, the rocket ship that, that Lago, yeah. you know, grew into. Um, we think we're doing, you know, amazing stuff that's going to last and make a difference. And the, the place where we think is small business is not uh, an area within banking that gets a lot of attention, which is one of the things that made, you know, why it's so special is just that, that focus on small business, small business. Um, you know, banks tend to focus on the consumer side of things. If you look at yeah. most technology, even where, you know, uh, non-bank uh, fintechs are playing, it's typically uh, consumer focused. Um, so we're, we're hoping to carve out a space and, and be a a fintech leader, a thought leader, kind of in that small business banking arena. No, I, I love it. So while you were there, 
Um, I guess, where did you get, where did you, you come from, from Live Oak and now all of a sudden you start, you start Lumos and, and now we're talking about aggregating data. Number one, what, where did you get the data? I mean, what, what were you, you're like, you know, here, I, I guess my question is, you know, how many points of data and, and the prediction, you know, yeah. I'm certain there's a ton. Yeah. And so what made you say, you know what, I think I can, I can create a predictive type indice that will help banks like Live Oak make great credit decisions. So, yeah. so take it from there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So to answer the data points, um, it, it's, it's well over a billion uh, data points uh, that we look at. Um, it's uh, for each million. business. What's that? For each business? Oh, no, no, no. An aggregate. What oh, the oh, is built oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, oh, I got it. I got it. So we have um, uh, going back about 30 years, uh, 20, 27 years, uh, we have 2 million uh, individual small business uh, loan records. Okay. And so that 30 years, uh, 2 million small businesses we look at, uh, uh, monthly uh, payments or debt service on those loans. So all of that together, you know, where it's located, original loan yeah. size, um, you know, charge-offs have occurred. We've got, um, I think in our data set, 400,000 defaults, 300,000 charge-offs. So um, that's, a, that's a robust data set you know, to, yeah. to inform decisions. Um, if you, if you think at a bank, you know, you'll hear, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to do the, the pizza shop because we did a pizza shop four right. years ago yeah. and it went bad. So we're never doing another pizza shop. Yeah. And it's like, you're making a decision on one data yeah. point. Like I we've got, it. we've got 2 million lines, a billion data points across all those. Um, let's use that to make a decision. I mean, we can even drill it down you know, to your local area. And that's still more than your one data point. Right. Um, so you see, you see that often in me. So we're trying to, you know, change that mindset. Um, but, uh, you know, really the, the step, um, I think that kind of led us to Lumos is just uh, in banking in general, um, you know, banks have their internal data. And so, you know, a larger bank, you know, a chase, they have loads of internal data that they can look at and use to make decisions. Um, but as the banks get smaller, that data set gets less and less. And not only is the data set shrinking, but uh, the tools, the resources around properly using that data set also starts yeah. to diminish. Um, and I mean, there's, there's providers uh, out there that, that take um, a, a bank's internal data set and they help them organize it, you know, create visualizations out of it. And, um, you know, that, that's a wonderful step up uh, for a bank. Um, we, we, we sort of play outside of that part where we're taking massive, massive amounts of data um, from a variety of sources, uh, from the SBA, from uh, the FRED, uh, Federal Reserve Economic Database Bureau, Bureau of Labor and Statistics, uh, U.S. Census Bureau, and putting all that together um, to say, hey, internally, you may not have all the data you need to build a strategic plan sure. around uh, lending to pizza shops. But right. no, with can... all this external data, let's come in and do that. And then, you know, you mentioned AI a few minutes ago, um, but we use uh, machine learning, uh, sure. 
subsection yeah. of AI uh, to build these predictive models. Okay. And you know, looking at the source historic data, what are the highest correlations to predict how one is going to perform? And one of the things that makes us different than most models, um, most models have sort of a scorecard approach. Yeah. Uh, so just to use unemployment as an example, um, as unemployment changes, uh, that factor will have the same impact on a loan, no matter what the loan is. Um, so we're different in all the factors uh, that go into making the loan decision. It varies based on other factors of the loan. Um, so yeah. if you look at something like unemployment, uh, as unemployment increases, uh, businesses in, you know, that's a uh, mortgage loan broker or constru uh, home construction, oh, right. those are going to be significantly impacted. If you look at something like a taxi service, um, taxi services actually perform better as unemployment right, right. goes no, up. No. So our models actually say, okay, employment's going up, but because it's in this industry, that's a different impact than if it's in this other industry. So uh, it's sort of a dynamic model, which, you know, we, we think, and it, it does, uh, kind of set it apart from other predictive right. models for loan payments. Yeah. So, and, and everybody, I'm certain everybody wants to know what, what size of businesses are, are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So we have, uh, we actually have two models in the market now. Uh, one is called Lumis Prime Plus. Uh, it's built specifically for uh, loans less than 500000 and it's um, it's more purely sort of an auto decisioning tool. Um, as we you know back test the model, look at its performance. It performs really well, and um, and it's good for auto decisioning. Uh, different banks have uh, different uh, risk tolerances for you know where they're going to accept a, an auto decision, but it performs really well for that purpose. Mm. Uh, so that's uh, that's Lumos Prime Plus five hundred thousand dollars and less loan amount, and then. Uh, uh, we have a, a separate score. Uh, we call it a qualification grade. Uh, qualification grade is really good for any size loan. Um, it works fine up to $5 million. Uh, we do not market it as uh, purely an auto uh, decisioning grade. Uh, it's more of an early indicator of risk. Uh, you can, yeah. you know, a bank that's getting loads of leads in can use it to uh, prioritize uh, loans, uh, an initial screening of loans. But it's to inform early decisions on pricing, um, yeah. even early uh, communication. How do you initially interact with with that potential borrower with that that loan opportunity? I got it. So what's in what's in the tea leaves? So it, as credit mm -hmm. tightens, does that help or hurt you? And you know how how hard will is it going to be for you to turn you know this mammoth lending? community more data focused and and like you said you know oh so what you had a bad pizza a, a bad pizza mm -hmm. loan all right that does not mean that all pizza shops are bad yep. and so i mean how do you how do you how do you change like because like in my practice it's like look i'm following the data don't be don't be pissed at me because you know the, the empirical evidence is this and I'm sorry that's how how it's shaking out. Um, but there's nothing there's nothing I can I, I shouldn't say there's nothing I can do it. I 
I'm only reporting on the findings. Right. And so I guess that's so your but your 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 battle is with the behemoths of of the industry. So I mean, what's what's in the tea leaves? How 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 do they adopt this? Yeah. Um, so that I guess the tea leaves on credit um, and how that will impact us. Yeah. So I think I'll start with uh, yeah. We're probably we're probably at the beginning of you know kind of a credit uh, tightening cycle. Um, fortunately, uh, banks have options. So, uh, sort of what you'll see, um, as, uh, credit, uh, loosens, uh, you'll see, uh, more use of, you know, just conventional, uh, lending products. And then as credit, credit tightens, uh, a lot of those conventional deals will sort of migrate down into the, the SBA, uh, program. Uh, so banks have options. I think, uh, you know, where you'll see a difference is probably in the use of conventional versus SBA products. Um, and you know, for, for listeners, you know, thinking about conventional or SBA loan, I'm, I'm sure there's an opinion. I mean, SBA loans come with a whole lot of paperwork, uh, but still, it's, it's a fantastic program for expanding access to, to capital for, for small businesses. Um, so I think you'll see an ebb and a flow. Um, uh, credit tightening, um, I hope, um, since we haven't been through a tightening phase yet as a company, but I would hope, um, and, you know, it certainly did, you know, in our prior experience, you know, when you're in a credit tightening phase, um, banks uh, tend to want more data to make a better decision because, you know, there's just a little, there's a little more fear, you know, you're going to be taking on too much risk. Um, So hopefully that, you know, from a luminous perspective is a shift to wanting, you know, more data, more information to make sure you're making the right decision, but also understanding, uh, you know, where are the right opportunities, you know, this, yeah. as a banker talking, where are the right yeah. opportunities for us? What makes sense for us, our business mo- model in our market? And that's where we yeah. can help versus a really loose market where everybody's lending, lending, lending to anything that comes along. Mm-hmm. There's less of a need for data in that case. So when the, when the, when the banker or the underwriter or whomever is using the the service, the Loomis services, is so what are they required to input to get their output? Yeah, so um, so our, our uh, newest product, uh, which is Loomis Business Report, uh, and it, it has that uh, credit uh, qualification grade that I previously mm-hmm. mentioned, um, and it, you know it's a tool for really early on in the process. Uh, that really only requires five inputs. Um, if it's an existing business, uh, you know the name of the business and you know city where it's located. Once you start typing in the name, it, we use Google Places IDs uh, to pick up location, so it's an easy drop sure. down. Um, industry that it's in, that's a factor in you know how it's going to perform. Uh, the number of employees, um, so rough, you know, depending on how early in the deal a banker yeah. is. Um, you know, that, that can be a rough estimate, you know, 10 to 12, 12 to 15 to, you know, whatever the number, um, mm-hmm. the loan amount, and then uh, the purpose of the loan. So is it working capital? Is it uh, to purchase the business? Is it, yeah, the yeah, acquisition? Is it um, yeah. uh, equipment? You know, whatever. Interesting. So, so with those five pieces of information, I would generate a seven to eight page report um, which uh, we do, um, we, we've got a large language model 
and we use uh, prompts to ask questions, which finds uh, information about the business uh, from their website um, or any social media presence. You know, if they have you know Facebook page, um, and you know the goal there is really to create efficiencies for the underwriter uh, mm-hmm. or the loan officer. Uh, so when they engage with that business, they sort of have what they need right out the gate, um, ready to go. So that's just five uh, yeah, pieces of input. Uh, Prime Plus, which is a little more robust of a model for auto decisioning, uh, it requires more inputs, um, including the uh, business owner's uh, uh, personal credit score. Um, so that that model runs on, uh, I think it's 15 points of information that are needed, but it's a much more robust decisioning model. Interesting. So the, in, in the business valuation community, all right, the world has changed to, you know, algorithmic type valuation work. You know, we're, we're seeing, I, I, last I counted, there's like eight, eight, you know, online calculators, you know, and, and, you know, some of them are pretty robust. I mean, it's, it's pretty I don't want to say pretty impressive, but it's pretty impressive on, yeah. you know, from a, from a, a business valuation guy, I'm like, you know, it makes me cringe, but at the same time, yeah, that's, that's the future. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to, it's hard to argue that, that somebody can pull far more information than I can. I can make an opinion and I can, I can communicate results and, you know, as, as a, now, as a deal guy, I, I feel it, it's easier for me to communicate it if I've done the work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I, I, I look at, at, at yours and I'm trying to figure out, you know, it, is, are you going down the same? Is your path the same as the, is the business valuation group of five or seven years ago where, you know, and now it's just it it continues to improve with like you said machine learning with AI with all of that um it's 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 really becoming i'm i'm not as reluctant to send somebody that way so i'm i'm i guess i'm long long <laughs> long question was you know just are do you see yourself going down that same kind of path that this product is just going to continue learning and evolving and broadening its service? Um, uh, definitely looking to, to broaden my service. Um, you know, so definitely an evolution there. Um, you know, I would say our approach, a little bit different than maybe a, than an online uh, business valuation uh, mm-hmm. calculator. Uh, our approach is more of uh, arming banks with the data they need to make a better decision. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the product I was just mentioning uh, where we use large language models and machine learning for the, the early risk uh, indicator. Um, that's really, that's really automating a lot of the collection of information. Mm-hmm. And so what that enables is uh, time to be spent on actually understanding the deal, time, you know, to interact with that potential client. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a, in banking, I mean, there's, there's manual processes all over the place and, you know, and 
early stages of a loan with the with the BDO, the business development officer, yeah. and, and an underwriter. Um, there's there's a large effort that goes into just collecting information. I mean, a, yeah, an underwriter is going to sit down and go through the yeah, Google yeah. reviews and look at the Google reviews on the business um, that they're getting ready to make a loan to. We pull we pull the Google reviews for them and show them in the document. So um, rather than spending mm-hmm. your time, a person spending time doing web searches, it's like no, let let us do all that. You know, we'll automate it. You know, it gets to you in 20 seconds after you put in those five inputs. Uh, then once you have that, study it and you start and you interact with the borrower at that point, if you, if you like the difference. Yeah. Um, so it's really, it's really more automation of a lot yeah. of what's been manual. Um, is there an evolution to uh, more, more automation? I, I think so. Um, and, yeah, um, I but I think that human component, especially as deals get larger, you know, that, that human interaction uh, continues to remain a key piece, you know, to assess risk uh, by the underwriter. Yeah, and the, yeah. Uh, I, I agree. I'm, I, I think that as, as we're talking, I, I think it becomes more of a filter, you know, that, that, you know, does this, does this get past, you know, does, does it get past the, the first hurdle? You know, is it a bankable type? type of opportunity and that's that that leads me to my next question is you know do do business you know can can an individual business contact you and and say look you know i want to know tell me about this tell me about this particular type of business or the business the business i'm looking at here you know what's the likelihood you know what's the what's the loomis risk profile on it Mm -hmm. can you do that yeah, um, we've actually talked about that a lot internally. So, um, I mean, our, our our focus as a company is expanding small businesses access to funding, expanding small businesses access mm-hmm. to capital. And uh, the method uh, or the vehicle by which we do that is through banks. Um, so our, our clients um, historically have been and you know, are uh, banks. But the end result is you know, a positive impact to small businesses mm-hmm. and at the same time, a positive impact to the banks. Um, but yes, uh, internally, we, we have discussed, you know, how, do we, how do we go directly to the small business owner or the potential small business owner, or the person looking to acquire a business? You know, what's the platform for that? Um, you know, maybe instead of you know, the bank pulling this information on the loan opportunity. Maybe the loan opportunity goes to the bank and says, hey, I've got this mm-hmm. list report. Um, it is the risk profile for the business I'm looking to operate. Take a look. So you know, I think there's a place there. But then also um, sort of on the buy-sell between business owners on the buy-sell side, um, person selling a business, having that report, you know, a risk report showing it to buyers, you know, hey, this, this is the risk. This is how a bank is going to be the risk of my business that you're going to buy from me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it's up to the, the seller to determine that they want to show that report or not. Right. But if they show the report, you know, it's favorable. It's like, hey, I've got, you know, kind of this, this Lumos uh, score, this Lumos report on the risk. It's favorable. Take a look, you know, if you're interested in buying my business. Um, so there's, there's an angle there that we're definitely interested in. Yeah. I, and, and, I, and I can totally see it. I mean, because, 
I think a lot of people, especially those buyers that are looking at businesses that, you know, if it's not a bankable deal, you know, do I want to even go down that path, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, and which is okay. I mean, there's, I mean, you can say, look, you know, it didn't, it, it, it didn't pass Loomis, uh, uh, you know, uh, predictive index score it's not high enough to be a bankable deal so at least that seller now understands that we have to move to plan b and that is now seller financing earn out some some sort of vehicle that will get them that will get them out but at least they understand that this is the next you know you know it is what it is but now you yeah. know before before you're in it and then figure out i can't get I can't get the financing I thought I would. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to, yeah, what are the leading and lagging indicators that you're, that you're following? And, and, and I guess where I'm heading with it is, is when you got in the data, were there any, any surprises, you know, did you sit there and go, holy crap, I didn't even think of that. You know? Always. (laughs) Always. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you know, probably the, probably the, some of the more interesting things are um, where you can find uh, pockets of good businesses. Um, you know, so mm. if you think, you know, within an industry um, that, you know, broadly people view as, oh, that's, that's a risky industry to be in. You don't want to start a business in that industry. It, it's not going to perform. Um, there, there's always these, these kind of pockets you see in there. And you're like, wow, this, this pocket is completely different than kind of the stereotype or the stigma that comes with this industry. Sure. And, um, and you have other places where, you know, the industry as a whole, you know, thing is this, this, uh, you know, this glowing example of a wonderful industry to be in. If you, if you have a business in this industry, um, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be perfect and perform well. And then, you know, there's pockets like, oh, that might not be true. Um, probably one of the more interesting ones that I've uh, actually have a, I've shared this before. Um, if, you, if you look at um, limited service restaurants, um, it has a, a riskier profile than something like a dentist office, which has a a lower risk profile. Um, But if you start digging into limited service restaurants um, and you get down to looking at Jimmy John's, so kind of the Jimmy John's franchise, um, what you'll see is a Jimmy John's franchise from a loan, you know, credit quality standpoint, uh, a Jimmy John's performs uh, the same as a dentist office. So Jimmy John's and dentists have very similar risk profiles but limited service restaurants has a much riskier profile as a whole, you know, so kind of back to the, you know, we did one right. pizza shop and it failed. Um, it's, you know, it's kind of the same thing. If, if someone's shying away from the limited service restaurant industry because it's risky, it's like, mm, you probably need to look down into the data and find those pockets where it makes sense. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm wondering. And, and like I said, I, I you know, I've, I've, I've I have this other platform that's been a, a hobby of mine and, and I'm just curious to know, do you, do you inadvertently make businesses more saleable by, by your, by your score? You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. that's not your intent, 
but the interesting thing is, you know, as, as I, as I hear you talk and I, and I, I look at it through the eyes of a buyer that, you know, if it has this thumbs up from Loomis, yes. it's, it's like, wow, I didn't, you know, that, that says something and I'm really interested. And, and that's kind of how I want to tie it up here is, you know, what does five years look like for you guys? What, what's the, what's, where are you and, and what are you doing? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I, if I'm, if I'm dreaming big, it's the only way to dream. <laughs> you know, it's exactly what you just said. You know, it's something, um, you know, banks, uh, right now for a small business line, uh, they will put, uh, a lot of emphasis on, uh, uh, personal credit score. Uh, too much emphasis, actually. Um, it, it's important, but too much emphasis. And it's and it kind of set back. You're like, wait a minute, why? You know, why does the owner's personal credit score have such an outsized impact on this small business loan? That you know, there's 15 employees. Uh, there's you know, other managers. You know, there's so much more that goes into it. Um, but nobody, nobody digs into that. You know, owner's personal credit score. You know, what, what, what is a six eighty really? What is a seven hundred? You know, it's just yeah. they have these numbers and they go back. Dreaming big five years from now, um, uh, Lumos. You know, kind of to your two thumbs up. You know, comment on this business. You know, I got a two thumbs up from from Lumos. Um, having that um, uh, sort of appeal and trust among banks or among buyers and sellers of businesses that the Lumos score or the Lumos grade, um, depending on the product, you know, the, the packet, the seven page packet, you know, that we have um, on the business, uh, that there's uh, sort of broad uh, acceptance and trust in that package, you know, if we're doing our jobs correctly, yeah. um, where a bank says, okay, you know, Lumos gives us, you know, X score, or Y score, yeah. and um, uh, the seller of business reads a report like, "Hey, this, this, this is good. I want potential buyers to know this uh, that there's this this use of Lumos um, that helps expand lending uh, through a better understanding uh, versus kind of this over reliance on these legacy scores that sort of." trickled into the small business world right. uh, over time that don't really mean as much as they, they could. It's important. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's important. It's a factor. But I think there's an over-reliance on, on some of those legacy factors. Yeah, I, I get you. So the the last question, I, I, I've asked this for, let's see, you, you're episode 103 or 4. So I've asked this from every guest, and that is, you know, if you had one piece of advice that you would give to our listeners that would have the 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 most impact on their business and and you can read the data what what would what would you say what makes the best impact or the greatest impact based on the the lumo score how's that wow um you know honestly i think uh uh probably surrounding yourself with good folks um okay. you know will like one of the things we look at um, uh, is 
if, if you look at a business, um, you know, if there's a single owner versus multiple owners, um, multiple owner businesses tend to perform better than single owner businesses. Um, why? You know, uncertain, but, you know, probably because there's sort of a healthy discussion about, you know, business uh, trajectory. Um, you don't need multiple owners to have this kind of discussion. You know, if, you're, if you're a single owner, you know, find good folks in the industry. Um, I'm fortunate to work uh, with a lot of good folks and, you know, we have constructive uh, debates on paths, you know, what are the right decisions? Um, you know, taking that approach, you know, what's, you know, a, maybe said another way, you know, a mentor in the space, you know, just um, somebody to bounce ideas off of, you know, what's worked in the past. Because there's, there's lots of history, you know, with, with just about anything. You need to yeah. kind, of, kind of build on those learnings versus, and I've, I've made this mistake, um, having to re- relearn the bad decisions yourself. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. We, we, we've all paid a lot of tuition. Um, yep. All right. So what's yeah. the best way we can, we can get in contact with you? I'll have it in the show notes, but w- yeah. where do we find you? Yeah, you can uh, check us out at lumosdata.com. That's L-U-M-O-S-D-A-T-A.com. Um, also LinkedIn. I, you can check me out on LinkedIn, uh, nice. Brett Keynes, uh, as well as Lumos. Uh, it's actually Lumos Technologies on, on LinkedIn. All right. Well, I will have that in the I will have that in the in the show notes. So, Brett, man, I I've, I've been I told you I've been looking forward to this, and and like I said, I, I've been in the business for thirty one years. I've I've been watching buying and selling for a long time, and 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 so you see the evolution of, you know, you, you start to see where it's going. And mm-hmm. I as when I was, you know, newer in the industry. I didn't see I didn't see the transaction patterns and the things that you know the things that I didn't think were were viable are now commonplace and now you know I I see something something like what you're doing and it's you know it, it really gets me stoked so I'm I'm really grateful that uh that you came on to to hang out and and share a little bit about what you're doing. Well thank you definitely enjoyed it uh, very much. Happy to come back anytime. This was another episode of the Defenders of Business Value podcast. For more episodes packed with strategies to increase the value of your business, visit DefendersOfBusinessValue.com for show notes, transcripts, and free tools to start you on your journey. Subscribe now so you don't miss any future episodes.